0: Welcome to EE Times On Air. I'm David Finch. Today is Wednesday, January 9th, and we are live from CES here at Eureka Park, of all places, in the Sands Convention Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. This week, we're bringing you daily recaps and conversations with technology executives from all corners of the electronics industry, and today we're looking at one of my favorite areas, semiconductors. I shouldn't be partial because I'm supposed to be a journalist, but I totally am. Uh, It's okay. Yeah, it's not often you hear somebody totally stoked. Uh, I get to talk semiconductors, but here we are. Uh, Matt Johnson is Senior Vice President and General Manager of IoT at Silicon Labs. Matt's responsible for the development and market success of multi-protocol wireless SOCs and modules, microcontrollers, optical and environmental sensors, development tools, and wireless stacks, including Zigbee, Thread, Z-Wave, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and of course proprietary protocols. What is there something you don't do?
1: Well, it's more than I
0: realized when I heard you say it. So now I'm worried, right? I feel a lot of pressure. So do you need to check in uh, on some uh, like
1: I got to talk to some people. So. Somebody get
0: mad at Phony. I need to make a few calls. Uh, now, this is great. Thank you so much for joining. Oh, thanks me. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to start any conversation at CES in 2019 without either jumping into automotive or IOT. So yeah. let's talk IOT. That sounds good. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's been an exciting past, I would say, 12 months specifically for IoT. Some of that is adopting new standards. Some of that is uh, uh, you know, driving towards uh, uh, interoperability and, yeah. and compliance. Um, how do you see CES specifically as an event for Silicon Labs to connect with, say, developers and channel partners and, and basically your ecosystem that makes you successful in the marketplace? Uh,
1: it matters it matters a lot so if you think about it I mean I don't think anyone would debate that CES is one of the biggest global technology events out there sure. and you know for us every year we have more customer and developer and partner engagements at CES this year is already another record for us for IOT in terms of the number of engagements and meetings here Wow and something that's interesting that you know I'm watching this year, it's always important that we meet with our customers, partners, developers, but more and more we find because of our leadership position in this market, we find ourselves connecting people when we're here too. It's like, right. hey, have you talked to so-and-so about that? And you know, we should really make that introduction. And that's been valuable, not only for us, but for our customers. And if we're going to make this thing live up to the hype in IoT, I think it's gonna take all of us moving in the same direction, so it's exciting to see those connections happening.
0: You know, it's almost like Silicon Labs is in itself a mesh network in the industry, where you're <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're both right, a yeah. hub and a node yeah. in this great ecosystem, yes. influencing and collaborating, uh, and that's, you know, when you said uh, the phrase "market leader," that's absolutely what it takes. You know, the, the more the more I get to talk to uh, technology leaders now in this role at Aspen Core, I get to do some pretty fun interviews, and uh, more and more, the, I think the key to success is that collaborative spirit. But also, you know, collaboration isn't just hey, what what can I do for you, but how much can I put into the system yes. so that it also benefits me and comes back to me?
1: All day long, right? I, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more because, you know, to me, the leadership is not, uh, you know, just serving yourself, right? It's serving others right. and, and getting people to follow and come together in a direction. And there's, like I said, IoT is really going to need a lot of people swimming in the same direction to, to get to the
0: capability and potential that it can offer, so. Absolutely, and speaking of all all those entities kind of swimming together in, in the same direction, you know, after I guess years of developing and, and really establishing standards, or, or attempting to, um, <laughs> the the IOT industry, which is, is it's a weird phrase, because really electronics is the IOT industry, but uh, we'll just say the IOT industry is, is now addressing the big things like interoperability, security. Uh, What does that mean in the context of wireless connectivity and and those devices? Uh, For interoperability and security
1: specifically, I I mean the easy way at least that I would think about it is it's not gonna happen unless those things happen, right? Uh, The interoperability is kind of foundational or elemental to having that experience when people purchase something or put something together, it needs to work. And that's actually still a major challenge and opportunity that's out there in the industry. Uh, is one of the things we really loved about Z-Wave and our acquisition there because z Wave's really focused on first and foremost interoperability. And they already have two or three thousand products that are certified and guaranteed to work together, which is huge. Uh, on the security side, I don't think you have to debate or convince anyone how important that is. Um, but you know, one thing that's really exciting to us, in the first half of this year, uh, Silicon Labs is going to be announcing what we call our series two, or next generation of IoT products. Okay. So we have a platform that we do every generation, and in this new generation, we've really pushed the bar, or raised the bar, pushed the envelope on security. So, you know, hardware level, chip level, and it's going to allow, you know, user authentication, it's going to allow wow. IP protection, consumer data protection, because, you know, one of the things that could really derail this is if the security isn't what it needs to be, <laughs> yeah. you can imagine all the scenarios and some we can't even imagine how this could go wrong. So sure. I'm I'm proud that we've been pretty proactive in investing in security before it was even a big deal. So
0: and, and that's certainly been uh, the narrative the more I, I speak with Silicon Labs people yep. and, and actually, you know, your customers as well, that those investments have been being made. What is what does security mean? At the device level, because you know, when I came up, it you needed security, but you know, back early two thousands, when I was kind of heavy into semiconductors, uh, devices were very hackable. Uh, it, it didn't it didn't take much to really breach security, even on a quote unquote secure microcontroller, microcontroller back then. What does it mean at the hardware level? Yeah, so it's a great question, and, and you know, at least the way I think of it is. You know there is no
1: end game for security, right? It's an evolving yeah. need that every generation, there'll be new needs and requirements in that space. Uh, for us, when we talk about it, I think you can break it into, there's a hardware level piece, there's a software level component of security, sure. and there's also a higher level, you know, the Cloud and, and uh, interaction with the consumer. So all of those need to come together to actually have something that's really secure. So specifically for us, it's about having hardware security on everything that we do, having secure elements on everything that we do, and making that a truly integrated part of that total security system. Because uh, honestly, you can't just have one piece. Right. And if you don't have that hardware security that is pretty high barrier
0: uh, to vulnerability, yeah. uh, it's it's going to be a tough go. So. I can imagine the challenges extend all the way into, you know, the stack around the chip. So not only do you have to make a secure device, oh, yeah, you're trying to design up the stack, right? Yeah, uh, and, and and looking as far up the stack as you can see. And and uh, one
1: thing that's really important about that
0: is it's, you know, I mentioned this
1: before. You have to protect the consumer but you also have to protect the company that has that stack and that IP. A lot of times that is the the value that a company might bring to the table and making sure that's secure and not compromised is important to them too, because it's a big part of their R&D
0: investment. And is that part of your collaboration is, is collaboratively working with up the stack sort of firms? Absolutely, so a okay.
1: uh, way to think about what Silicon Labs does in IoT is without exaggeration, we go across the entire spectrum. We have some customers that say, I want to do a lot of heavy lifting myself and we allow them to intersect at different levels in our stack in our solution and then you go to the other extreme where the customer says look I want connectivity but that's not my differentiation I need it to work and I want to do my secret sauce on top of that and that ex extreme we would provide the total solution literally turnkey solution that they don't have to do anything we've done the full development for them
0: and everything in between and again that's why silicon labs is the is a market leader in this space is because you're you're making the technology accessible to the applications that need it it's not well let's assume the application can run on our platform it's oh, let's no. build a platform in harmony with what the demands are and and
1: i mean it's it's tough right because i you probably hear the word platform 100 times a day, right? So let's be honest, Everybody's everyone's got one, right? If you don't have a platform, who are you? But Wait a minute, I, I, I had one. Have, I, but yeah. I, I do think it's it's really important and foundational, right? Because if, if you put yourself in the customer's shoes, they need to get scalability and reuse across their work. And if you come in and everything is all over the place, they can't get that leverage. They need to reuse their software, they need to reuse hardware, and a platform's really the only way to give them that experience. Uh, One thing that we have that helps customers in that regard is we literally do almost everything in IoT, right? Right. Whether it's Zigbee, Z-Wave, Thread, uh, proprietary solutions, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. So
0: having all that and having that on a platform really does help customers in that regard. So, you know, I've, I've said this a few times today, but, you know, the success of the IoT is going to be a function of the number of devices, secure devices, connected to it, right? And Another interoperable, things. yep. And interoperable. <laughs> and with enough of its own intelligence to make the right decisions and that yeah. sort of thing, but, but certainly the, the scale, the, um, the amounts uh, of devices that we're connecting, yeah. so the implications there would be, uh, uh, the standards that enable that to happen. So we can't just assume that mesh is going to be the de facto standard. At the same time, proprietary standards are tricky yep. because you know you, you want everything to interact with everything else inside the home, inside the hospital, wherever it's being placed, inside the car. Yes. Um, tell me about Silicon Labs' wireless portfolio and, and maybe even specifically some about Z-Wave, which was recently acquired. Yes.
1: Yeah. And, and I think one thing that's important there too is, and I'm sure you experience this all the time, there's always a desire to, uh, you know, is there contention between these different wireless protocols or can there be one to rule them all when it's all said and done? Right now what we see is, Uh, they all bring value and have their purpose in the market and they're all growing, right? And we don't see a a convergence or consolidation uh, happening at this point in time in those areas, which is interesting, interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, But conversely, it's really, really important that, you know, if you use home as an example, because we can all kind of connect with home as consumers, uh, it's important that we make that smart home smart and that we actually give people that experience If you or I have 15 apps on our phone to make every piece work, and they're not coming together and actually doing things because they're all unified and connected together, people won't get that experience that they want. So we do need to make sure, and that's why we're working on gateway solutions that allow you to take, whether it's Z-Wave, Zigbee, uh, proprietary, Thread, all coming through one gateway and then that allows that home to have everything connect internal and to the cloud or cloud to cloud and now all of a sudden you have a platform where everything can work together and you can start doing even better things that span just one application area but bring multiple application areas together and start doing stuff as consumers were like, that's cool.
0: That makes a lot of sense. So. Uh, Diversifying by putting it all in one place, because again, the the essence of diversity is inclusion, right? So you need to include everything in there. Um, When you say a gateway, what I imagine in my head is like a residential gateway, like a thing I would hold in my hands. Is it that or is it more like an SOC module? What what Uh, architecture are you thinking? So
1: uh, the easiest way I conceptualize it is think of it as a, a home access point or a hub. Sure. And in addition to Wi-Fi, add Bluetooth, add Zigbee, add Z-Wave, and then that allows those all to come together. So it's really an evolution of the access point, uh, but in fairness, there's a lot of places vying for that. right? Whether it's uh, your home speaker, whether it's your traditional access point, whether it's your set-top box, there's all sorts of places that are serving as potential convergence points, and they're all integrating this stuff. So (laughs) it's gonna be fascinating to see how it plays out, but as a consumer, you'll start to see I don't need to know if it's Z-Wave or Zigbee. Yes. I just know that when I install this, or someone else does, it all works together, and that's going to be a very important step in this market.
0: Totally, you know, it's sort of like uh, it's almost like a delegation model. You, you need to be able to walk in and say, "You figure it out." Yeah. Like I just exactly. I plug in my thing and it works It's such a better experience than like oh I didn't have Thread ah oh, well I guess I can't Ex- yeah exactly <laughs> turn six hundred dollars worth the c- cameras or whatever else exactly. Um, so, how is Silicon Labs, and, and maybe even some of your competitors, how, how are semiconductor manufacturers working with standards organizations um, to help to develop more robust, uh, faster connectivity solutions, uh, specifically for the presumably billions of IoT devices that are out there? So, the, the quick answer on that one is,
1: like, take Silicon Labs, we literally don't work We work with them all, we're on all of them and trying to move those in that direction and they are all moving in that direction. So all at different rates. Uh, What we think makes a huge difference is these partnerships and collaborations we talked about earlier, where we will pull uh, a partner in and help them across those technologies because right now, you'd be pretty hard-pressed to find a customer who says, hey, I'm only a Z-Wave house or I'm only a Zigbee house. It used to be that way, but it's really starting to evolve of, well, I'm using this one for this and this one for that. And those partnerships, like uh, at the show, we've announced uh, Xiaomi is using our Bluetooth mesh solutions, and that's yeah, a collaboration. Uh, yeah. We've just announced that Tuya, who is an AI and IoT platform provider, one of the largest in the world. We're going to partner with them using our solutions and vice versa. Those collaborations allow us to take all those technologies and not only make them easier to use but easier to use together and move things faster. So those standards are
0: important and those collaborations are important too. And that is exciting for Silicon Labs. If you think about what Silicon Labs has done as a company in just over a couple decades, um, starting with things like, uh, um, you know, timing ICs and and, uh, some RF portfolio, Growing now to these massive AI, you know, partnerships and and uh, smart home, smart city, smart everywhere type installations, that's an incredible accomplishment in such a a short amount of time. Something else that might accelerate things too is now in 2019 we're going to see, uh, you know, commercially viable 5G. Yes. So it's hitting the consumers finally, right? Yeah. Um, what uh, what is 5G and uh? you know, LTE, M, uh, what what does this mean for semiconductor manufacturers, um, and and specifically Silicon Labs? Mm -hmm. So, uh, the way we think of it is,
1: our commitment and focus as Silicon Labs is to the IoT space, right? We're one of the few companies that said all in on IoT a long time ago, and and we're not uh, wavering in that commitment to the space. So, we see LP WAN and these cellular solutions as having a place in IoT, and it will be an important place in IoT. And you know, what we think is it's going to take some time because the infrastructure has to build out for these to get to material volume and impact, but it will happen and you'll see us participating in those as, as we see it making sense moving forward. We've ne- we never shied away from participating in any of these as you've seen in the other areas. Um, so I think that's, that's something to look for moving forward, but in the, what I define as short and midterm, uh, and even long-term, you'll see the vast majority of the volume in the more traditional Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and ZigBee Z-Wave thread proprietary for end nodes. Uh, that, that'll definitely be the, the mainstay, uh, sure. but these uh, LPWAN technologies do have
0: a place and will continue to grow over time. Well, and it makes sense because you know, if, if ever there's a, an application for extreme power efficiency, <laughs>
1: yeah. you know it's in yeah. a
0: node. Um, Oh, it's crazy on the end nodes how, I mean, you know, we're
1: pushing battery life to 10 years on these products, and we keep driving that further and further, right? And, you know, you know how it is in this industry. A few years ago, people say, well, that's as good as it's going to get, right? And you find a way to keep pushing the envelope and squeeze even more out of it. It's it's really remarkable, so.
0: Well, it's great because, you know, when you're you're deploying, you know, a, a, a major... We'll say a major uh, urban environment. You're deploying sensors on every light pole. You have thousands and thousands of sensors at the tops of poles. The less often you have to deploy a truck. Oh, it's, it's don't so roll the truck. So important. So if you're getting 10 years battery life, that's outstanding. Well, so like uh, it, it's
1: uh, something to think about. So we bought uh, acquired Z-Wave uh, in the first half of last year. Okay. Uh, in December we announced a new Z-Wave product based on Silicon Labs platform. And that's pretty fast, right? So you bring in this this great company that's really uh, great at being market focused, making that interoperability work, and then bringing in a platform based on the Silicon Labs product that quickly. What that does though is, is exactly what you said. It has 10 year, battery life just a coin cell battery which is really remarkable but it's connected and has the rf performance to work through walls so you don't have to go back and tear it out and you think about how remarkable that is it's it's really
0: Uh, exciting absolutely and that's uh that's what's so great about these very low power but high performance you know high capability uh, standards um it's a cool space what excites you It, it is a very cool space uh and uh what excites you most about the year ahead, 2019. So
1: you mentioned uh, some of the uh, great things that Silicon Labs has done over the years. I'm six months new to Silicon Labs, so I can take no credit uh, for any of that. Well done, Matt Johnson. Thank you. But it's been uh, really exciting, and I'm honored to be part of that because if, if you look at this company, the People and Technology Foundation is really quite remarkable that Silicon Labs has. And if you look at the market, for IoT and just where it's, I mean, it's huge already, but it's still early days. Yeah. To have the opportunity to connect those two things in such a way, uh, that's
0: just awesome for me. So I, I'm super excited and, and it's going to be a great year. Absolutely. You get to be the hub. That's <laughs> yeah. a brilliant, brilliant thing. Yeah. And thank you so much for joining this oh, for me. This was a fantastic conversation and um, be sure, if you're watching this today, which you ought to be, you should not be working It's CES. Uh, be sure to swing by the booth. Where's the booth?
1: uh so we're upstairs in the venetian in the conference room area uh we have a booth up there okay. we have meeting rooms and uh we also have floor presence as well uh we have a large about 5,000 square foot presence with z-wave oh, uh, man. so
0: uh, we have those two areas this year all right yeah be sure to check that out and also check out ces.eetimes.com to catch more interviews with industry leaders throughout the week exclusively on our ee e. times content hub uh, and don't forget to subscribe to the EE e. Times on Air podcast series, brought to you by us, the AspenCore Global Service, and EE e. Times. It's your free deep dive into the most compelling free—should be charging. It's wow. your free deep dive into the most compelling stories in electronics, and it's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts and other stuff. Uh, for EE e. Times and the AspenCore Global Service, thank you so much for watching. I'm David Finch. EE e. Times on Air. This program is produced by AspenCore. Thanks for listening.